Today, Joyce and I are gonna jump into the third ODN competency, Business Advisor. And this is one where uh, you may be thinking, how do I, as an OD practitioner, bring value as a business advisor to a conversation with a group of leaders that understand the business way more intimately than I do? And I would respond by saying that you are a full spectrum thinker. Okay, and this is a term that was coined in a book recently written by Bob Johansson. He's from the Institute for the Future. And what Bob describes full spectrum thinking as the ability to seek patterns and clarity, both within the organization, outside the organization, across the industry and society, and beyond what's currently happening today. And to me, it's this full, full spectrum thinking that OD practitioners bring to any conversation about the business that adds a ton of value. So if you're interested in reading the book, it's Bob Johansson, Full Spectrum Thinking, and what he would argue it's more important or as important as curiosity, empathy, uh, and active listening. So let's jump into the conversation. Come on in, grab a snack, welcome. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, Joyce. How are you on this Groundhog Day? Oh my gosh, nobody knows about that. How how old do you have to be to know about Groundhog Day? Oh, like, geez. My grandkids I, know nothing about it. Devin, my oldest, was um, born on the third, and I remember I got on the second, being a crazy new mother, going, "Oh, please don't let me give birth on the second. I don't want a furry baby." <laughs> And I meant it. Uh, <laughs> I meant you know, in a in a crazed world uh, where most of the news is oh so serious and and bad, you know, seeing that little uh, groundhog come out and checking out whether he sees his shadow or not, it's about the highlight of my year. Do not say that out loud to the world. <laughs> oh, geez, let's let's start over. No, it's just it's fun. It's whimsical. Uh, uh, but really I heard. I think I heard that groundhog died. Did it have a name? Was it one groundhog? That can't be. Yeah, and the 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 mayor of New York uh, at the time uh, was bringing him out of his little house, <laughs> and the thing kind of the thing kind of jumped on his uh, on his arms and fell out, and he eventually died. <laughs> I love life. <laughs> I just love life. <laughs> I love life too. It just happens. And you it's know what? Just so I, I bet go I bet I bet going forward they use uh like a stunt groundhog <laughs> to pull them out <laughs> with a battery. <laughs> One foot to <laughs> Okay. Well All right. well, okay. <laughs> we okay. are gathered here <laughs> together to um, explore the global OD competency framework, which allows you to do some self-assessment. And we're doing that because we really support OD practitioners being able to say, here's what we do. Here's what we do. And some have a higher expertise in some areas than others. But I got tired of people saying, we don't know what Joyce does. She just makes things better. She's just got a swell personality. <laughs> and boy, do we have fun. <laughs> well, that too. And red licorice and uh, Nerf balls. But 
anyhow, so today we are exploring the capability of business advisor. And under that is strategic catalyst, a results-oriented leader, and a trusted advisor. And what we've been doing is just saying, hmm, <laughs> what, do, what did we do in that area? Any big flubs <laughs> or any big successes? Um, you know, sometimes I don't. So let's explore strategic catalyst. Yeah. I know I was one. Period. <laughs> and that's also called pain <laughs> in the rear end. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, it's it, this one, to your point, I, I see the OD role being a little bit of an irritant. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's, it's looking at the organization, you know, from the helicopter view and looking at areas that perhaps aren't working as smoothly as they should or just flat out aren't mm -hmm. uh, meeting their goals. And, and to me, that's where the hat comes on as business advisor to bring a, a solution uh, that kind of provokes the change that addresses the issue. And I think I would just say before bringing that solution, to be a strategic catalyst, you've got to really smell the business. You've got to see where something is, whoa, here's an opportunity, not what's broken. But here's an opportunity. So I remember with marketing when we were trying to get a sharper edge on strategy that uh, in a large 152-day retreat, we spent a lot of time on what would you give up or what do you need to add to keep that strategy sharp? Because nobody wanted to let go of an activity because we're, there was food retail. All you want to do is another activity. Give us an activity. Give us a checklist <laughs> for Pete's sake. We'll get it done. Um, yeah, I, you know, smelling, I, you know the, smelling the opportunity. And I don't know yes. how people, uh, although both you and I have worked from outside, you still have to smell the opportunity. That's the only way I can say. I don't think. Yeah, the, what I, the only thing I would add to that, I think a prerequisite, not all the time, of being able to smell the opportunity is being immersed in the business. You know, yes. you've talked a lot about having a passion and enjoying whatever the product or service is. Uh, you know, I think that you need to have some grounding. You don't have to be an expert in any particular area, but you have to have a grounding on the, the key levers of, uh, that make the business successful or not. And I can remember a huge <laughs> catalytic moment when... We had had meetings with, quote, corporate leaders and then meetings with retail leaders. And for one glorious year, we brought them together. And the yeah. power in the room was so different. And we created partnerships with uh, district stores. Every store had a corporate leader to lean into and to support and, and the uh, corporate leaders became very attached about store results. And it was a huge strategic catalyst. And the yeah, problem, but, we identified it with a one year effort. And I've talked to the CEO at the time who's now retired, who said that was such a mistake. It should have been, it should have been done every year. And then uh, begin, and then to begin to tie the monetary reward to the corporate person on the results of the store. But we brought everybody yeah. together 
and brought in marketing uh, facts and had corporate and the stores in a district. So every district had a partner from one of the disciplines in corporate and they met regularly. Oh my gosh, it was a good strategic catalyst. Well, you know, and, and speaking to this, having a sniffer and being able to see where the opportunities were in the organization, not only was that a success in terms of the process and how people were impacted, but it solved really two problems or opportunities, I guess, where people get so much into their role and job and their team and looking down uh, that this really put both retailers and people from corporate on their perch to, to explore areas of the business that they didn't have a lot of knowledge or expertise in. So that's number one. And the second, and probably more important, is people that typically don't communicate and talk, uh, all of a sudden, we're not only speaking to one another, but in a fully engaged and curious way. Uh, so everyone won. Uh, yeah, and they were but, solving yeah, problems. They were solving marketing yeah. ideas and brainstorming together. Yeah, and we did have a huge um, end of the year celebration about it with all kinds of points of pride and increased sales. And so I'm saying, people, this was great. And boy, were we dumb. This is one of those things that should have become structurally um, forever, <laughs> you know, a, a structure yeah. with new partners every year. Yeah. Can I yeah. share before we, before, be, before we move off this one, I'd like to give an example that you and I were both part of, me as a part of a team and you coming in as a strategic catalyst. Um, and that was when Hannaford uh, uh, entered the Southeast. Uh, mm -hmm. We were going into a territory where we literally, uh, we needed to grow up quick and learn it. Uh, we were going into kind of very similar functional roles, but in a totally different situation. And we were a team that was coming together for the first time. And, and oh, by the way, the stakes were high. You know, we oh, were right not betting, not betting the farm, uh, but, but literally saying, here's, here's our growth <clears throat> strategy. And, and what we did and with your lead is we took the leadership group very early. Like, I think we hadn't even opened a store yet. And we did a retreat, uh, ah. not, in a, not in a kumbaya way, but uh, you talk about catalyst. We came together as a team uh, uh, in, in a way that in that three days that I think we spent uh, uh, at Samoset, or not Samoset, um, yeah, duck. Um, yeah. It, it literally, we left there very different as a team. Yeah. Uh, and it was a result of you coming in as that, that really strong business advisor who, who kind of got us going. You know what I'm remembering? Wait, 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 wait. What I'm remembering too, in terms of going into the Southeast new, do you remember when we pulled the entire store together in Fayetteville? Oh, yeah. Oh, that's another incredible strategic catalyst. Yeah. Because I remember saying, gosh, I would hate never being able to pull my whole store together at the same time. I would want to at least close the store once a year and get everybody in the room. But anyhow, we did that to kick off the first store opening. And we had role plays of customer 
problems and oh my gosh that was good work yeah you know I, if i were to tease out the opportunities so if you're inside an organization and you want to shift the the culture or the practices of a particular area in the example we just gave a retail store we wanted customers and associates to have a very different experience and and so that catalyst was getting people in the room and not only co-creating a vision but also kind of uh, giving them a sense that we are going to be different. Uh, and I think the other opportunity, so when you want to shift the culture, is if there's a lot on the line and you're going into a new initiative or you're a new department or you're merging, um, getting those teams together as a catalyst uh, can really increase the chances of it being successful. And it was only one day, and it started out with the front row so what, what, 150 people were there? Yeah, thereabouts. And uh, we, you know, the leadership group was prepped to take a very active role in the program, supporting and talking. But the first three rows were filled with slouched, bored, semi-hostile <laughs> associates. They're going, okay, yeah. and by the end of the day, they were leading customer service solutions because we had people come up we had people come up as customers to complain and then had people solve it and and then the leadership team would bless their solution or add another solution or say oh that would really break the bank um yeah, yeah it was a good i, I had <laughs> I, I had totally forgotten about that and and to give the visual uh imagine people in these little uncomfortable, I call them undertaker chairs, with their slouching down, with their arms crossed and their legs way, way out. Like, okay, yeah, I'm ready sleeping. to go to sleep. They yeah. were sleeping. So at any rate, yeah. onward. let's move on. Onward. <laughs> we got caught in our thrill. <laughs> Results-oriented leader. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Talk about it, Bobby. We lived in an environment where you had to um, – focus on results. Yeah, I, you know, um, and, and this is a little bit uh, in, from my perspective, uh, being immersed in the business and, and knowing the business and having the nuances of uh, not only the levers that either create or get in the way of success. Um, uh, and so oftentimes I think OD is seen as kind of the soft facilitator. Right. Right. Uh, we're going, and like you just said a minute ago, we're going to have fun and Joyce is so happy. And no, it's it's coming in and always grounding your work in what is the outcome we want to see either on the function or the company. And it's one that um, I think we can be better at as a as an OD profession, yeah. um, because I think too often we're seen as soft. Well, one of the things I appreciate about our work at Hannaford is they wouldn't allow it. I wasn't yeah, allowed oh, no. to be And um, oh, what was it? I just had a great idea. It disappeared about <laughs> having, to, ha having to prove the, re the results. Um, oh, Darren, it's gone. So, uh, Well, it, it'll come. You know, yeah, when, uh, when you were sharing, I thought, uh, you know, the price of admission of being at that table or being in the room is having some sense, not some sense, a strong sense of what's the outcome here. What, 
you know, and driving uh, in a way that if the if the goal or outcome looks too meek uh, or shallow or off the mark, you've you've got to be that strategic catalyst to to kind of get people's thinking in a very different yeah, place. I remember one. Has, it, has I remember it come yet, Joyce? Yeah, it has, but it was a different and better one. But this one I remember is that um, sending someone who worked for me, go Michelle, uh, out into a really tough uh, retail district to do a thing on conflict. And I said, have them monetize the conflict. Have, mm -hmm. you know, talk and then have them, so for instance, one store manager had someone who was always not there on Monday. Probably had a reason. I'm not gonna judge what the reason was, but what's the cost? of the replacement or living without or so they took each examples of conflict that they were avoiding and you know she created an environment where they could share that because we all avoid and try to do it before mm -hmm. it's a crisis but still but monetizing it saying here's what it's costing you to to avoid that conversation so it was always yeah. take it back to the money or the results yeah, what, what I like about that example is uh, not only that Michelle was exactly the right person to be right. in that uh, role, right. but uh, beyond that, uh, you know, oftentimes I think uh, OD goals or influence is seen as a little bit fuzzy, uh, uh, you know, a little bit squishy. And what I love about that example is that it was so real and concrete and quantifiable Yeah, uh, in a way that... Uh, um, reinforces that results-oriented leader. But you never want the measurement of the results of the process to weigh more than the, how can I say? You don't want the process to weigh more than the, the results that you want. It's, you can get caught up in your own underwear, which is another saying at, at retail, that yeah. don't make the corrective thing cost more than the solution. <laughs> <laughs> is that like Joyce? You were saying that you, uh, I think, it was one of your Greek counterparts. You were sharing a, a, a process or a plan, and you were accused of always building the Cadillac. Oh, the Taj you know? Mahal. Yeah, uh, you, yeah, you're 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 bringing us the Taj Mahal. We need a double wide. Uh, That's right. That's right. <laughs> so, so let's shift to trusted advisor. Yeah, boy. Trusted advisor. Ugh. Why do you do that? Well, I'll tell you why. And, and when I thought about this one, um, what I found was when I was in OD that I had uh, a very um, uh, uh, unique group of leaders that understood the value of OD and trusted me. Mm -hmm. And I was in the room working with them. So I was a trusted yeah. advisor. Uh, yeah. And it was very relationship-based. And, and looking back, I think about the, the, the leaders that didn't see necessarily the value of having OD in the room uh, as a trusted advisor were oftentimes the leader that needed it most. So my grimace was, we have some great successes in this area where we were not only in the room, but we were contributing and at times leading. Um, but there's opportunities where if the relationship's not there, or they they kind of dismiss the value of HROD. Um, it's a tough one. Um, I was a trusted advisor. 
and occasionally there's a downside if you're the trusted advisor and by that i mean it's much more where you're in a pickle <laughs> when something is gnarly and difficult whether it's a performance discussion or a termination or a crisis in the organization um, i would be called in pretty much across the board by whoever was experiencing it for i i i confidentiality i think i was trusted for confidentiality if i wasn't let me know yes no, that's, i'll tell you that is that is a that is very very important uh that uh you know people knew that your word was good and that things uh weren't going to be leaked from you so yeah you you definitely get that you know um There's a and downside. i, like I, I, I want to just get this downside in while i think yeah go ahead it. it's you can get your work really skewed, and I had to fight this more than once if you become the teacher's pet of the CEO. Uh, yes. Yeah, that, that, that's, that, that's a good example of where the relationship's there, and it, you know, it, it, it's pretty tight, and uh, you know, you're saying, hey, why, why is this person spending all the time with Joyce? Why aren't, you know, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. teacher's but pet is a good one. Usually they were, yeah, yeah. And, and or to the people yeah. thinking you had more power than you did. Yes. So trying to influence yes. you in order to get to the top person. But so it's a, mm, takes a lot of integrity for that in that role. And I'm not saying I had yeah. it all the time. I'm saying that's what's needed is you are yeah. advising in the name of the company. I viewed the company as my client. The company was my client, not the CEO, not the store manager, not the custodian. It was the company. And you see me smiling, Joyce, because that, as I'm listening to it, that is so true. That you, and you've said that at times when uh, it needed to be said. Yeah. Yep. Cool. Yeah. So I, I have... Uh, when I look at trusted advisor, and it's something you said earlier about uh, being in the room and having uh, an influence, uh, you know, remember a couple of weeks ago, we were like saying, gosh, expert, I'm not sure I want to be called an expert. Uh, when I look at trusted advisor, uh, you may go to a place where you think you have to come with the answer, or you have to come with a multiple choice of options, not saying that you wouldn't. But I think what made you effective is coming in with a curiosity and the ability to ask the right questions or to explore different ways of thinking about the topic. So it, to me, it wasn't as linear as, oh, I'm a trusted advisor. We should do no, X, Y, Z. I was most no, no, valuable no, 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 no. when I knew nothing. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I do want to add here <laughs> that another place where I can... I can remember examples of us being pulled in was during human tragedy. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And that yeah. goes for and HR. You know, we're kind of, because we're doing the OD model, we're being a little obviously OD oriented, but all of these also fall quite a bit on the HR person, especially the trusted advisor. I, I think, yeah, in some, in some respects, uh, and maybe because HR, HR has been around longer or it's a more traditional function, probably does this a little bit better or gets uh -huh. asked, invited in 
yeah. uh, more often than than OD is. Yeah, and um, and we yeah we should we could dedicate another discussion to that. We sure can. You know, I and I'm going to ask you. We've got a couple more minutes, Joyce. Oh, are we what timing? You, <laughs> no, I'm timing. <laughs> we all wear our hats, and and yes, timing that's is right. Uh, so timing is not my forte. As I look at business advisor uh, and these three areas, what is the qualification? Like, why OD? Why not other functions? So is this kind of an well, I think there are other competency? No, there are other functions. It's often the CEO will have uh, many times the financial person. Yep. Will oh, have yeah. a trusted advisor uh, that's more personal at the same time more business. Um, I, well, here I'm thinking, and here's where what came to mind that I realized I was a trusted a business advisor in that I was promoted to the top of the company, the top nine, and I got to sit in on the discussions of are we going to sell this company or are we going to do this or do that, and I uh, somehow because you don't have to know every detail, I know that I contributed to those conversations. Yeah, and that, yes. and that my opinion was as valid as anybody else at the table. Took me a while to realize that, and it also took me a while to realize that as a member of that top group doing those strategic discussions, I lost my value to that group as the OD person. Mm. Sometimes I could carry both. And I'd say, I'm going to stop. I'm going to help facilitate this discussion. I'm dropping out of the conversation. And then I, you know, if I saw something very obvious swirling around that was uh, causing a disruption. Um, but I, I lost. I paid a price for that role. I can see that. Yeah. yeah. The in intimacy of being a part of that group and people seeing you differently. <laughs> you know, my... my um, Final thoughts uh, when I look at business advisor. Um, this is not only, and you kind of inferred it, this is not only a competency exclusive to OD, but all of us have had examples of having one member on a team that was someone who brought a very different perspective, or if they saw us rushing to a decision, would kind of throw their hat in the middle of the room and say, hey, wait a minute. So I, I think this is not only something that OD has has a competency, but I think in any organization, the people that can do those kinds of interventions are incredibly valuable. Yes, and I was just looking at once again the the demands and saying I could go through and pick who had those qualities. Yes, any team yeah. that was certainly not. Let's bring in OD. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> leaders, leaders. <laughs> this is leadership qualities that are needed. For sure. So, Joyce, we, we are officially uh, at our time. So oh, any that's final my, words? That's on my that? cue to talk a lot more. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, no. uh, you know, no. I have one more I have one more thing to say. And then on number three, how about how about setting up our next conversation next week is on uh, credible strategists. Any well, teasers that you might give under that one? I think it certainly overlaps with business advisor. 
Sure does. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm interested in looking at it, especially the cross-cultural navigator. Christopher Ooh. Columbus, no, what do you think of that? <laughs> we, were, we have good stories to tell about cross-cultural. We do, yeah. So, so, so I think that should be our perspective. What, what, is, where, what is the unique characteristic of this particular competency that isn't necessarily um, the same as trusted uh, business advisors? So yeah, let's, right. let's jump into it next week. Can I say one more thing? Because I always like to talk when the time's up. Yeah, sure. Sometimes I think the wording in this is a we protest too much. It's trying to make sure mm. um, that we're really valid. We're really, really valid. We're very strategic and we're all... Uh, just every once in a while, I get a little touch of we do protest, protest too much. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you're exactly right. I'm going to have that be the final word. Okay. So until next week, as we get into credible strategist. See, why not goodbye. just strategist? Why not just strategist? Bye. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Joyce and I would like to thank each and every one of you for listening today to our podcast on Business Advisor. Next week, we're going to be talking about credible strategists. And again, this is one where bringing your thinking, your perspective, your broad spectrum thinking uh, to every conversation is not only required, but certainly in today's world, uh, it's needed. So let us know what you're thinking. You can contact us through bobandjoyce.com. We'd like to hear what's on your mind, what you like, and more importantly, what you think we can do better. So thanks for joining us. Until the next time, be safe.